Welcome back to another episode of the Amazon Private Local Show podcast hosted by Michael and Ryan, the co-founders of Amazon FBAU. Today's episode, we are going to talk all about patents, essentially why it's important to check for a patent or essentially any trademarks and, and legal uh, IP in your category before launching, how to do so, why a lot of times you'll get certain reports that look scary and they aren't. We're, we're going to try to dissect that and uh, help help give you a little bit more confidence on your next product launch. So, my man, let's talk about the, <laughs> the most fun topic <laughs> in the world, patents. No, but it's... Uh, it's important, it's man. Legal, it's it's very admin uh, related, but but it's important because y- y- if you end up launching in a product where you shouldn't, you're, you're kind of as well. So, in terms of how, like, you found a product by this point, you, you're you're all in, you're ready to launch. When does kind of uh, your headlight on? Oh, I should check for patents. Come on, and then what exact process do you take? Yeah, so for me, it's kind of like when I start talking to suppliers and I start looking at locking down a specific design for a product. So let's say I'm looking at selling laptop stands and I found a particular laptop stand that I want to launch on the Amazon platform. And, you know, it's differentiated. It's ticking all the boxes. Margins are great. Everything's all good. Before I enter into talks with a supplier about, you know, how to source my laptop stand and start negotiating MOQs, etc., I will um, go ahead and get a patent check. Now, there's two ways you can get a patent check, really. The first way is to head over to uh, Google Patents and just do a search for that type of product. I don't recommend this. Um, this is only a method I would choose if you're really cash-strapped and you're looking to save like 20 bucks. But um, if you do have 20 bucks to spare, which you should have if you're stepping into the private label game because it is capital intensive, um, you want to go ahead and hire a freelancer on Fiverr who's going to be able to scour the entire World Wide Web to find out whether there's a patent or a trademark against the product that you are looking to launch. And that's really the design. And look, a lot of the times, you know, you'll get this, um, you'll pay for this freelancer to do this work. They'll come back after a couple of days and give you a full report. You know, sometimes it's like a multi-page report on all of the different designs for the type of product that you're looking to launch and all of the active patents, all of the patents that are pending and all of the patents that are in sort of draft mode. Now, I never really get scared um, when it comes to patent checks unless there's a direct kind of bullseye on the design I want to do. And if they have an active patent, if they have a patent that's pending or in draft mode, I'm less concerned, but also it might be something that you want to watch out for in the future. Nine times out of 10, you know, in my experience, when I've done a patent check, the designs that I particularly have picked don't have a patent against them. So I'm in the all clear, but I would tread with caution. If there is an active patent, you definitely don't want to do it. But if there's a pending or a draft patent, just be careful because in a few years, a few months, depending on when that pattern goes live, you could be in hot water. So you really want to be careful. But for me, look, I get that pattern check done at the beginning of my product research when I just started to talk to suppliers. So you know, I've done all the research on Amazon. I've checked the revenues. I've checked all the data points. Everything looks good. Passed all the steps. And I start engaging in that negotiations. You know, you don't want to get a product delivered or get it sent to Amazon or even put a 30% deposit down and then realize, hang on, hey, wait a minute, there's an active pattern against this. And I can't sell it. You know, worst case scenario, you do launch on the Amazon platform. A couple of days in, you know, you get that dreadful kind of IP patent claim. And then, you know, Amazon takes your listing down. It's up to you to prove that you are not infringing 
on that existing trademark or that existing pan, which can be a very lengthy process that your goods are going to be at Amazon incurring storage fees. It's just not the done thing. So you do not want to do that. So make sure you do everything in your power beforehand to, to check any existing patterns or trademarks that could impact you selling that product on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And just, so going all the way back there, there's two different types of patents. There's design patents and utility patents and design is like the engineering, uh, how it's made. Utility is how it's used. And to be honest, it's, I don't want to say never, but there are almost no utility patents in e-commerce just because of the overlap and how products, categories, all these types of things are used. It's very, it's, it's very hard to get that. But so if you, if you see a patent, it's probably a design patent and just know if like the, the law is made to protect IP, but it it's much more favorable to to trying to stimulate commerce and retail. And and just like think about think about going into like a Best Buy, for instance, and seeing how many TVs there are. They all look the same, right? And so no, you know, the first design of a of a TV that looked like that probably has a patent and all of those other TVs in that store are still able to be sold because all they have to do, it's not, it, the patent doesn't say, okay, nobody can make a TV that, that's, that basically serves a customer like that. It's just basically the exact way that TV was designed, like to a T, 100% of the engineering structural design uh, production of it. All you have to do is change a little bit. And it can even look very similar. I mean, you can change that as well. And that's completely valid. And the market is is made. Just like think about going into any grocery store, any, uh, any department store, or even on Amazon where a lot of products look the same, right? And obviously, if everyone was infringing on patents and, and like you couldn't make a product that looked similar to any other product, well, there would just be one product category or there'd be one company in each category and that's that's a monopoly and that's way more frowned upon than by the government (laughs) anyway going a little sideways on that but just know if you see a patent and the product is similar to yours but it like you have the patent will specify what it's patented on and usually it's the usually it's something very technical in the structure or engineering of it. You just want to confirm with your supplier how yours is made. And if yours is made differently, you're totally fine. And so you really have to, you're going to get a patent report, kind of like Rice said, well, you should get a patent report regardless. And it's going to, it, it's going to have a lot of information, right? Because there's always going to be some patents related to your category or product uh, unless it's brand new. And so don't like just get the patent report, see a few patents and think, oh, I can't, like this is completely not able to be launched. That's every category. So you actually have to look at it and ide- and understand your product. And it's good too, because y- you want to understand how your product's made, even if you kind of just <laughs> release that information right after. So just know, get the patent but but while you're getting the patent, also 
basically you, you need to ask your, your manufacturer for kind of the exact process that the patent line uh, specifies in your category. So if it, if the patents are based on engineering, if they're based on how something looks like a utility patent, basically you just need to confirm with, with your manufacturer that yours is different. And if you're not different, that's, a, that's an issue. Then unless you have approval from the patent holder, that, that's going to be a big issue. So just know the, especially in the U S it, it's, the market is made to allow a lot of sellers in each category. That's what, what, uh, th that's what essentially is encouraged. And so you've got to be somewhat conscious of what you're looking at, what the patent says. And then as long as you're a little bit different, even one iteration, you should be fine. Yeah. Don't, don't stress over the patent check too much, but it is super, super important and definitely don't skip it. Um, I, we, we always recommend going with a freelancer just so they cover all your bases. Sometimes if you're doing a Google patent search, you know, you get the keyword wrong or you, like, you don't pick up on specific uh, trademark or patent IDs, you might miss something, right? It's just not worth the risk. Much better for you to pay 20 bucks, get it done by a professional, and then get full confidence moving forward with the product that you want to launch and a quick yes or a no, right? If it's not the right product, you know, we move on, launch something else. So guys, if you're listening to this, you probably want to start your own private label business on the Amazon platform, but you want to do so without risking thousands and thousands of dollars picking the right, picking the wrong product, sorry, and doing it the wrong way and losing all that money. So if you do want to join our program, we run the Accelerator 2.0 program. It's our flagship program, unlimited one-to-one -one calls with both myself and Michael for an entire year. We'll get you on the right path, hopefully launch at least three private label products inside of that year and get you started to running a successful Amazon FBA private label business. If you do want to know more, hit the link in the description, book a call with us. We'd love to speak with as many of you as possible. And as always, we'll see you on the next episode.